Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. Hello and thank you for joining on air with Russell of Hotels live hospitality talk show. Hope you guys are doing well. Happy Tuesday and I uh, hope you guys had a great Memorial weekend. Uh, I did. I did absolutely nothing. I did. I did, you know, barbecue a little bit. I mean, just I limited to some, you know, some non-meat eats, right? I had to do some regular meats, regular eats. <laughs> you know, like burgers, dogs, whatever. I did the same thing on the vegan side. So I did, um, what is it? Beyond meat burgers, beyond meat hot dogs, you know, that kind of stuff. And then a lot of vegetables. So I do grill a lot of like zucchini, like mushrooms. Some of those, they, they grill real well, like bell peppers, all that. They do grill real well. So I did do those as well. So, um, so, you know, I partake in it too, right? You know, some people say, well, what do you cook? A bunch of vegetables? Like, yeah, I do. I do. But, you know, with the advent of, you know, vegan burgers and vegan hot dogs and all that stuff, I use that as well, right? I don't eat it all the time, but on special occasions, just like a lot of people eat, you know, I'm going to do ribs and I'm going to do chicken. I'm doing. They may not, you know, barbecue that stuff a lot, but they do it on the holidays. And I do the same thing. So, anyway, hope you guys are well. Hey, um... That sounds delicious. Thank you so much, Myrna Levert Vasquez. Hey, and this is an interactive show. Just before, I'm glad Myrna chimed in already. Thank you so much, Myrna. But but uh, that kind of reminds me that I need to let people know that if you want to make comments, you feel free, more than welcome to make comments, ask questions, uh, say boo, you know, I'm here kind of thing, whatever. It's all welcome because this is, this is an interactive show. Okay. So on air with Russell of hotels is interactive. So I do, um, I want that. I like that. So just any little chat box, you know, just type something and send it off. Either you're on LinkedIn or YouTube. Doesn't matter. Uh, I get the messages uh, just the same. And I think I can even, let me see something here. Oh, I don't even have it set up. See, I'm saying all this, talking all this stuff, and I don't even have it set up here. So I can actually put Myrna's, see, Myrna's comment is right there. That sounds delicious. Okay, thank you, Myrna. Okay, I see you. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so please make sure you um, make your comments, and I definitely will make your comments known, right? So that's what it's all about. Let me just move this out of the way. Let's see. Can I move that? Why won't it move? Uh, you can't see what I'm doing, but for some reason it's not moving. Let me try this again. Just bear with me for a second. I don't know why that's not moving, but anyway, that's okay. You can't see what I'm looking at, but um, but that's okay. We'll We'll keep it moving. But yeah, so uh, weekend is good. Um, hope you guys had a great weekend as well. Um, but just all about, you know, rest and relaxation, I guess. Um, last week was kind of slow, though. And this week kind of started off kind of slow as well. Um, you know, on the meeting stand, you know, from a meeting standpoint, at least for me now, I'm sure some other, you know, meeting planners or people to do what I do. Maybe they're a lot busier. I don't know. But um, this week, well, I mean, this week, that last week, meaning this week just started and we just came out for a holiday. So it could be because of the holiday. I see Luis, 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 hello from Barcelona. You know what? That's what I'm talking about. I appreciate that, Luis or Luis. I'm going to call you Luis if that's okay. Can I say that? So this is what it's all about, right? Making comments and then I can put those on the screen. I do appreciate you, Lewis, for coming on. You're from Barcelona and people didn't even know this is an international show, but it is right. So, and you just, there you go. 
you just proved it right there. So <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate the love from Barcelona, Spain. Definitely do. Uh, I do this show every single, every uh, Tuesday, right? Tuesday at one o'clock. I welcome people to come on. Um, I've had guests on before. I mean, numerous guests. I've had uh, Myrna Levert Vasquez has been on my show. So um, she brings it. She brought it. You know, she's a meeting planner as well. She does a lot of things with contract negotiations and things like that. So uh, all within the hospitality space. So appreciate her as well. Um, but you know, let's, let's move forward. So you guys know, I have a kind of a, band, a brand sponsor, right? So I have to, you know, I got to show love to them. So this is the, the level hotel, downtown LA. You've never been there before. Actually where I'm sitting, if you look at my backdrop, that is the, the balcony that's out. Um, that's, um, uh, what am I trying to say? That's a kitchen, but it's, um, but it's looking out, you know, looking outside. So that's like on the, say the, 12th, 15th floor or something like that. So that's overlooking downtown. Okay. So all the rooms have balconies, all of them, hundred percent of the rooms have balconies. You know, some hotels you go, Oh, I want a room with a balcony. Well here, all the rooms have balconies and they're all suites. So they're either one, two or three bedroom suites. They go from one, I said one, two or three bedroom suites, right? But the largest suite they have is a 18,000 square feet suite that has four bedrooms um, what else is it? It has a pool and, j- and a jacuzzi too. I mean, it's just crazy, right? And the the s- typical suites start off at um seven hundred and seven hundred square feet. So your typical guest room, hotel guest room, is three hundred to three hundred and fifty square feet. And I could be being a little generous for some hotels, but these start off at seven hundred square feet. So they're one, two, and three bedrooms, right? So. That's the difference. That's the level difference, right? So that's the difference at the level hotel compared to some of the other hotels downtown LA. And they're priced just the same as the regular hotels would be priced. You know, like the the Marriott, the JW, um, you know, the Moxie, probably a little more than the Moxie downtown. But um, very nice hotel. You need to check it out. And it, actually, they're offering that. I'm only mentioning this because they're offering that Russell of hotels rate, right? So stayinglevel.com is the email. Just, I mean, email is the, is the uh, website. So just go stayinglevel.com, you know, in the little, the little thing where it says promo code, put ROH 23 and you get the rate I would get. That's what it's all about. Right. So thank you so much. Level hotel. Thank you, Craig Satimo out there, the general manager there um, who came with this partnership. And then what if you would never been there before? Do you know what it looks like? Well, let me just go ahead and show you a couple of slides here from it. So you can, you know, take a look and see exactly. I'll play a little music for you, too. So you can see the views from downtown. So that's it. So if you're interested, just go levelhotels.com, stainlevel.com, and just ROH23. Just go ahead and use that, okay? Appreciate you. Um, let's see, where am I? What about that industry stuff? You know, I always jump into the industry stuff and I got some stuff for you today. Okay. Got a couple things for you. You know, every, you know, people always wonder, like they ask me, how do you come up with these topics? How do you always have something to say? Yeah, it is a nice hotel, um, Myrna. Yes. And the views are spectacular, especially when it's sunny. Okay. Now LA for people that haven't been in LA in a while, it's been kind of cloudy, and, um, well, it's been just cloudy. It's been gloomy. Um, but hopefully we're coming out of that. We call that the June gloom, but it's not even June yet. Right. So in June, it's, that's typical to have, you know, during the morning, have cl- a cloud layer, a cloud cover, but then it burns off, say at like 12, one o'clock it's gone. And it's just a beautiful sunny day. Right. But re- as a, as of the last two months, it's just been really kind of gloomy all the time. And I don't, I don't know what that may gray. Okay. There you go. Okay. There's always a term for something, right? So it's may gray, may, may gray and June gloom. Okay. But it's still Southern California. So who wouldn't just rather be here anyway, but, but yeah, so when the sun is shining, spectacular views downtown, when the sun goes down, I mean, just the lights and everything downtown, you got to check it out. But anyway, but thank you so much, Myrna, for those comments. Appreciate you. So, okay. 
So someone, people always ask me, they say, um, how do you come up with these topics? You know, some topics, they come, just come to my head. You know, I could be reading something and, and come up with something or I could hear something. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? And specifically podcasts that are um, hospitality related. So I listen to one and I'm, I'm going to share a couple of things with you on that. But first, before I get to that one, uh, booking.com issues. You guys are all familiar with booking.com. Booking.com is a third party, you know, booking platform where you can book your hotels and all that kind of stuff. Um, we call them OTAs or third parties. Okay. That's what the hotel people call them. Right. Well, they've been having some issues, right? Some f- fraudulent bookings have been coming through. Um, and this came from, I, I found this, you know, I didn't just make this up and booking.com didn't call me. I happened to read this, right? So just in case you're wondering like, where'd you get that information from? That's not true. Yeah, it is true. But anyway, um, fraudulent bookings on booking.com. Typically the bookings are short lead high value reservations, which means there's a lot of room nights right there. They're booking and they're like booking one room or three rooms for like five nights a piece or something like that. Um, however, the credit card guaranteeing the reservation is not valid and they normally result in a no show. Well, what does that mean? You say, well, if they don't show up, then that's okay. Right? Well, no, that's not good because the hotel reserves those, you know, uh, the hotel reserves a certain amount of rooms for booking, you know, takes rooms out of the inventory for booking.com or for other third party uh, booking sites, right? So they take them away and with the hopes that they're going to book those rooms, right? Well, booking.com books rooms. But I guess in this case that the credit card that the people are using are fraudulent or not, are not real credit cards or they got fake numbers or whatever. So the hotel is holding these rooms thinking they're going to sell out and then they don't sell out. Well, normally what would you do? You would, um, okay, we're going to you know charge them a no, a no show fee. Well, you can't charge a no-show fee if the credit card is fraudulent, if it's not good. That's the issue that hotels are running into, okay? So Booking.com is saying they have these hotel rooms. They're giving it to them. They're in the inventory or they're taking them out of the inventory. But when it comes down to they, they, they cancel, then the credit card is no good. So you can't, you have no recourse at that point. Dylan, the comment from Dylan says, we may also turn away an interest, interested guest in the meantime, based on our occupancy and lose the chance at an authentic paying guest. Exactly. That's exactly it. So you're taking these rooms out of your inventory um, for, you know, whoever booking.com or whatever third party. Uh, if, but if hotels, if, if, if hotels weren't using it, if say booking.com did not use that hotel room, you can upsell another guest. Or if it's at the end of the day where, or the end of your, um, you know, you don't have a couple of rooms left. Right. And you're going to upsell. You're going to or maybe charge a little more. Well, you can't do that in this case because booking dot com or whoever, whatever third party has those rooms. And you assume that, you know, these people are coming in. Well, at the last minute, you find out they're not. So if they're canceling at the last minute, how do you you know, you may not be able to 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 resell that room. So you lose that room. A room is a commodity. Right. So if you don't use it by that day, you lose it. So that's not a good thing. So booking.com, I'm going to read this whole thing here. Um, let's see what else it say. Our advice is to take extra care when verifying these kinds of bookings. Check credit card details and be sure to be to carefully reconcile commission claims against actual uh, arrival and stay data. So this whole thing can go from. You know, you think, you know, think they're going to get commission off of this to no, they canceled. Why they canceled? The credit card was not good. I mean, all these different things come up. Uh, Booking.com has acknowledged the seriousness of this problem, and the team is working hard to mitigate these activities in the future. They have shared the following statement with us. So I just got this information from a website that, um, you know, I read my hospitality or hotel news. What I did this morning, I just Googled hotel news and this is what popped up. That's how I get a lot of, you know, the topics that I talk about. So that's where this came from. And then Dylan says, let's see, somebody else said something. Hamal Patel. This is, this is such a tricky thing to navigate. It is increasingly more often you can have these issues. I can, you know what? I can only imagine. I can only imagine Mr. Patel. So thank you so much. I appreciate that comment as well. See, these are real life things that we deal with. Right. And you know, you got 
Dylan, who is a general manager uh, for Fairfield Inn by Marriott out in Eugene, Oregon. And you, you have Mr. Patel. I'm not sure what hotel he represents. But these are real-life issues that are f- affecting real-life hotels, right? And that's, it's a big issue. So these are things that you, you, you have to resolve at some point. If that's getting with Hotels.com or Booking.com or whoever, whatever third party is. But if it's happening to, with one third party, more likely it's happening with another one as well, right? So just, these are just things to, um, to look out for. So let me just, I'm sorry, I, f- I forgot to put the comments on. So this one was from Dylan. We also turn away interested guests in the meantime based on occupancy. See, I mean, it's, it's great that I can put these comments on there. I, I love that. And then they just, they, they disappear on their own. And then I can put Mr. Patel's as well. This is such a tricky thing to navigate. It is increasingly more often you can have these kind of issues. So. There you go. Let's see any more comments, but please feel free to make the comments as they hit you. I appreciate it. Um, That's what it's all about, right? It's all about that engagement, right? So booking.com issues, I can take that one off the board. Being referred is better than applying. What do you think that means? Being referred is better than applying. Okay. I had this conversation. I had these conversations with people all the time about, oh, I'm looking for a job. Oh, this, oh, that, oh, I apply for this job. I didn't get any response from the, you know, you go through whoever, uh, Indeed.com or HCareers.com. Those are the two typical ones that, you know, hotel people use, right, to find a new gig. Okay, well, I always tell people, I said, well, it's better if you know someone at these hotels that, you know, somebody or someone that can refer you to a position. Because a lot of times you get caught up in, the, I'm just going to call it a queue. You get caught up in a queue, meaning you apply, but it goes into this black hole. You don't know where it's going, right? You, you, you apply, you get the responses back, you know, saying, oh, thank you for replying. I mean, thank you for applying to this uh, particular position. Um, sometimes you get another notification saying that, oh, now you got to take this assessment exam or some some kind of whatever weeding out process. That's what I call it. And sometimes you get nothing. You get crickets, cricket, cricket, cricket. And you're like, well, what the heck happened? Um, I didn't hear back from them. I don't hear back. Well, how can you mitigate or just eliminate that whole thing? You know, this is not 100% foolproof. It doesn't happen all the time that you know someone at these particular hotels. But the more we get out, the more people know us, the more we're involved on social media and let people know what we do or who we are or how we can help a particular hotel or whatever, the more likely people are going to know who you are. Or maybe you use your resources. Maybe you reach out to people and say, hey, Russell, um, I'm I'm looking for a new job. Do you have any, you know, do you know of any uh, particular positions that are happening in L.A. or wherever? Right. Because you never know what people know. You never know who people know. Right. So and I mentioned this on a previous show that this year, what is what year? What month is this? We're in May. Right. This year, I've I've referred three people and all three people have received jobs. Okay. So it's all about using your resources because I didn't, and these people didn't have to go through that same process. Right. So what I did was I said, Hey, send me your resume and I'll forward it on to the person that I know at this particular company. So that's what I do. That's what I have done. Right. So, and these people didn't have to go through that regular process. So what I'm saying is the more relationship you have with people, the better. And you need to keep the relationship. So if you leave one particular hotel, which we all leave, right? We don't stay in hotels forever. Okay. We don't stay in the same gig forever. Right. We just don't, that's just not our nature, but you need to keep a relationship with the people that you work with because you never know where they're going to be. You know, people that I started off with, you know, became VPs and, and, and this and that and general managers or whatever. And you just never know. So what I do is now those people that are VPs of companies, when I hear about certain, when people are looking for certain jobs, I call them and say, hey, I have this person that's interested in being whatever. That's a sales manager, director of sales, housekeeping manager, whatever it is. Do you happen to have anything available? You know what? Just so happens we're looking for a housekeeping manager at XYZ Hotel. Okay, well, can I send me, can I send you their resume? Yeah, oh yeah, please do. That eliminates that whole process of going through this black hole thing, right? This Indeed, H careers, and then we apply and do other, and then we never hear back from any of these companies. You know what I mean? So 
That's what I said. Being referred is better than applying. Okay. Sometimes we have to apply. We got to roll the dice, you know, whatever, say a prayer, whatever. Hopefully it's going to get to the right people. Okay. Or, you know, if you know people, you keep in touch with previous general managers, previous sales managers, directors of sales, F and B directors, whatever your, you know, your position is, stay in contact with those people and not just there, get out and meet other people, get meet out, meet other people in other hotels because you never know what's going to happen in the future, where you're going to be, um, what position you're going to be holding or what position you're going to be looking for in the future. But if you didn't keep in touch with anyone, um, if you're not, you know, uh, easily, you know, easy to find on, you know, LinkedIn and things like that. Well, people are never going to know where you are. That's why it's always important to announce where you where you are now. OK, so if I started a new job, if I if I got a job on property, best believe I'm going to let the whole world know that hey, Russell Hotels is now here at this hotel. OK, if that happened. Right. Um, I'm the new general manager at X, Y, Z Hotel. You don't think people would know that? Okay, they would know that. And then that just opens it up for people. Oh, okay, Russell's there now. Okay, you know, now I'm starting getting calls and this and that. Hey, do you have any positions? Well, now I'm in a position where I can can actually help someone, right? Get them in a position. Maybe I do have these positions open. Or maybe I don't. Or maybe now I know someone within my company that has someone at another hotel. So it's all about getting, staying out there, being out there, staying out there, getting out there, right? So, and let people know what you do or where you are. I always mention this, right? Let people know who you are, what you do, and how you can help. Or maybe if you're looking for a job, who you are, what position you've held in the past, and what position you're looking to to get in the the future or receive in the future. You know, if you don't put things out, people are never going to know. They're just never going to know, right? So, we have to take more control of what we're doing, especially when we're looking for another job. We just do. Okay. So being referred is better than applying because being, because when you go through the regular process of applying, you're competing with, it can be thousands of people. Literally it can be thousands of people that you are competing with. And a lot of those people that are competing with you have no, they have no experience in what they're applying for. None, none at all. Okay, so I've seen the resumes, right? I've gone through, I've helped a couple of hotels weed through some process, weed through that process, right? And it was like over 50% of those, you know, uh, people that applied had no prior hotel experience, had no whatever, I think it was a sales manager, had no sales experience at all. Didn't know what it was. They just applied because they saw it. So just imagine, you know, you're the person that has to go through all these resumes or whatever, or go through all these listings. Well, everything gets bogged down. They get frustrated. They're only going to go through a certain amount, right? But if you, and people, and believe me, people on the other end are looking for someone to refer them. That way they don't have to go through that whole process. So believe me, people that are hiring are looking for someone to refer them to them. Okay, so... Just remember that, right? So being referred is better than applying. Boom. The last one here. Greatest asset in a hotel. And I have that written down somewhere else here. So the other day, and I think Dylan is the one that posted this, right? Dylan's always good on posting things. He posted just a, it was a, a snippet of a, a podcast. Well, I listened to the whole thing. Okay, Dylan. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. And it came from the Modern Hotelier podcast, okay? And I believe Chip Rogers, president of, um, was it American Hotel and Lodging Association? I believe he's, he was the one that was talking, right? So it had to do with who is the greatest or what is the greatest asset in a hotel? And he said, your employees. And I'm like, Chip, you may be on to something. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then, I, you know, of course, I listen to this and I get I glean more information. You know, I glean information from, you know, the conversation he was having uh, and what he was saying. But then 
on my own, you know, uh, in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of other things because I've mentioned stuff similar to this before, but, but, but Chip, he so eloquently, you know, he, 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 he laid it out there. Right. I was like, dude, I, I, I got to use this. So Chip, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm taking it and I'm going to run with it. Okay. And Dylan, thank you for sharing that. But it said hospitality. He said hospitality. And I, and I put some bullet points here. And hospitality is driven by employees. That's what he said. Okay. Hospitality is driven by employees. So invest in your employees. Hotels have the highest quit rate of any industry in America. Can you believe that? That's what he said. Okay. And I, yeah, I believe it. Hotels have the highest quit rate of any industry in America. Turnover rate is over 30% once you lose someone, meaning it's going to, it's going to cost you to rehire another person to replace that person 30% more than what it, it took for you to hire that previous person. And that's something I was like, that is crazy. So, and then we wonder, and it, this goes back for me, it goes back to, you know, before COVID and everything, because we can blame a lot of stuff on COVID, right? We're just throwing stuff out there, but we weren't treating our employees, you know, like assets, like they were the best assets or the, the most important asset of our hotels. Anyway, we, we had lost that a long time ago for whatever reason, we were overworking people. We were expecting more from less, meaning we're, you know, when, when normally we would have, you know, two people working the front desk, we had one person, you know what I mean? So, and that, that overwhelms or that bombards people and people get frustrated and they just like, you know what? I don't need this crap. I can go somewhere else for more money. You know what I mean? So, and a lot of time it's not about the money. It's just about, you know, do people care about us? Do they treat us like we're this, the greatest asset of the hotel, right? Then maybe they're not, they're not saying that, but, but they are saying that, you know, I'm getting, you know, I, I'm, I'm working all these hours alone when I used to have someone here with me, you know what I mean? So, we need to look at our operations and see exactly what we're doing and why are people leaving? And he also said, um, okay, burnout, you know, people will say, Oh, you know, people are leaving because they're burnout. He said, yeah, that's sure. That's, 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 you're right with long-term employees. Okay. Yeah. Long-term employees, they get burned out and they may leave and not come back. But those who leave quickly, um, they said, and they, you know, they question these people. I was thrown in without proper training. I wasn't being communicated with on a regular basis, no relationship uh, with the person that I report to in a way that I can rely on them constantly day after day. So meaning we hire these people, we don't communicate with them. We don't follow up with them to see how they're doing or who, who they really even are. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and then, so we're expecting all the, and we're not training them properly. Right. So we're not training. We're just throwing them out there because we need a warm body. Right. We, we, we have that warm body approach. I just need somebody to just sit up there. You know what I mean? They'll figure it out. No, we have to, if it takes normally two weeks for, to train somebody, well then we need to take that two weeks to train them because they'll leave. You don't want people to leave. You don't want an open door, uh, uh, a revolving door, so to speak. And how you know that there's a revolving door going on, I, I can tell you this. All you got to do is look at Indeed.com, LinkedIn, I mean, and um, HCareers.com, because the same positions will come over. And these are manager positions. I'm not talking about line level employees. I'm talking about manager positions. There is a hotel, and I'm going to mention this hotel when I get to the jobs, what jobs are opening. I ain't really have to say anything because you're going to see it because there's like multiple, multiple Positions open at this same hotel, this one hotel. They're all manager positions. So there's a revolving door at some hotels, right? I don't know what's going on there, but um, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I hate to use that term, but but it is what it is. But I guarantee you people are not being trained. People are not, um, even managers need to be trained, okay? Every system is different. If you come from a different, if you're going from a, a a uh, branded hotel to an independent hotel, there's a different system, right? And a lot of times where we fail to, to know that if we came from a branded hotel, meaning they're more structured, everything is structured, right? 
They have SOPs. A lot of them do, right? You go to a non-branded hotel, you got to reinvent the wheel. You have to create everything almost. I remember going into some sales departments where they had no the contracts. You know, the people that left took the contracts with them. I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean they took the contracts with them? They had, a, they had it on their laptop and they just took it with them. There's something they brought in. I'm like, well, let me see what's in the file and let me just kind of, you know, um, you know, make up another one. You know what I mean? Let me duplicate the one that's in there, but I have to retype this and all this kind of stuff. Right. So it's, it's different, right? So it's the same for managers as it can be for line level employees that we're not training managers either. We're not training our line level employees like we should before we throw them out to the wolves, so to speak. Right. Cause you know, a guest doesn't care and they shouldn't care if this person, you know, they just see the person walk in. They don't know if they don't know the background. They don't know when that person started. They don't know if that person's been adequately trained. They don't know behind the scenes that, you know, that the supervisor has not talked to this person or or, uh, or uh, you know, done a progress report to see how this person has done with the training. They don't know any of that stuff. All they know is I got a reservation and I want to check in. And this is the person that's going to check me in. Okay? They don't know any of this stuff. Okay? So just make sure that we are treating our greatest assets like they are, like they're our greatest assets, meaning we're training, we're communicating. We know what these, you know, we, we know what they want. We know what they're looking for. You know, some people, you know, start a job because they just, it's a part-time job. I just needed to, to make some ends meet and I'm going to move on. And that's okay, right? But if you don't ask that question, you'll never know why they're there, why they are there, right? So, but then other people may have aspirations of, I want to be a manager. I know I'm, I'm working at the front desk now, but my aspiration is to be a manager of this department. Okay, well, you're going to put them on a different track than you would put, you know, the other one will just say, hey, I'm just here to get a check. You know what I mean? That's how I would do it, right? But you have to ask those questions. You don't know unless you ask questions. So treat them like they are the greatest assets in a hotel. So... That's one thing I learned last week from, like I said, Chip Rogers, president of American Hotel and Lodging Association. He was a guest on Modern Hotel Yay podcast. And thank you, Dylan, for sending that to me. I really, well, you didn't send it to me. You posted, you reposted it on LinkedIn. And I appreciate that because, like I said, um, most of the stuff I talk about is about my own experiences, right? So, but it's always good to get some a little bit of nugget from somewhere else. Then that way I'm like, okay, this is a good topic. I can talk about it because every hotel, every manager, every hotel owner is dealing with this at some, some level, right? At some level they're dealing with that, especially now when employees, it's a revolving door, they're in, they're out. You know what I mean? But if we're not communicating with people, we're not properly training them. We shouldn't expect much. So, there you go. Dylan says, good vibes. Good vibes. Oh, my goodness. See, I thought I turned that out. Did you guys hear that? Excuse me one second. No, it's off. That shouldn't have happened like that. But for whatever reason, it did. So let me see what I can do with that. I just turned it off because there's a there's a um, Bluetooth, right? So my broadcaster works on the Bluetooth. And if I have other Bluetooth that are open, like on my phone or on my iPad, if it rings or someone's calling, you can hear it through here. Right. It goes through the broadcaster. And I thought I turned it off, but obviously I didn't because I'm sure you guys heard the same thing that I heard. Right. So I can actually have a conversation with someone they can hear. So when I'm doing this podcast, right. Or the podcast or this live hospitality talk show, people can actually call in on their phone and we can do an interview like that. I'm not sure if you guys knew that, but we can do it like that or we can do it where they actually come in here on the, um, on the Ecamm live and you can see it's kind of like zoom, right? Well, you can actually have an audio conversation without even seeing the people. So I don't know why I said that, but I just thought I'd throw it in there because I got interrupted. So there you go. There you go. So, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's see what's next. What is next? So that was industry news. Three things I always talk about. 
Be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Be you and be represented because my representation matters. So let's take, uh, let's take number one first. Be intentional. So make decisions and take action on what's important to you. So, I mean, the show is, is being intentional, right? Just on air with Russell of Hotels was something that I want to be intentional about, you know, bringing up, you know, topics that people may be dealing with and maybe don't talk about, just like I just talked about, you know, dealing with employees and, and, you know, they're the biggest assets that we have, right? And we need to take care of them. We make sure they're trained, right? So, um, so those things are important. They're not just important to me, but they're important to the industry, right? So, but having the show and being able to voice those things is important to me, right? Because I want to bring this information to maybe someone had, had, who had not heard about this, you know, didn't he, maybe they weren't privy to this, this conversation on uh, the modern hotel. Yay podcast. So I listened to it. So I want to make sure other people know about it. So that was important to me. Number two, <clears throat> be you don't try to be someone else. Be you. There's um, two and a half million podcasts out there, right? Two and a half million but the average length of a podcast is six episodes. Okay. So I've done 210. Okay. This is number 210, but I've done these being me. I didn't be, I didn't do these trying to be someone else. I didn't try to be modern hotelier podcast. I'm on air with Russell of hotels, right? It's hard enough being me, you know, let alone trying to be something else or someone else. Right. So just remember whatever you do, just be you, um, don't try to fake anything else because people will see if I'm trying to be something else, people will definitely see that oh, that's not Russell. He's being fake now. No, but if anyone that knows me knows, they know me and, you know, away from this, they know I'm the same exact way. Right. Myrna, uh, she's on there. She'll tell you. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, just be you. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Be represented because my representation matters. It matters to me that people look like me do shows like this, explain their um, their experience on platforms like this. OK, because I never know who's coming behind me. Right. And that's a lot of people don't think about it like that. They just do things and just they don't think about what's coming behind them or who's coming behind them. Well, I do. I think about that. And I want to make sure that people that see me that say, OK, if he can do this. I can do it. And if they look like me, that's, that's cool too. Okay. Because I, I'm all for that. Even, you know, my kids or whatever, you know, maybe they have a hard time, you know, speaking in front of people or, or doing something like this. Oh, I can never do that. Well, you see that I do it, you know, so you know, someone that looks like you can do it. Right. So it's not impossible. Okay. So those are things that I try to put out is that if I can do this stuff, anybody can do it. So, um, Profound point. Thank you so much. See, it's so good to get, you know, different people come on. Joseph Ferguson, I appreciate your comment. And um, but yeah, so just like I said, um, do you whatever that means. Okay, do you be you? All right, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to fake the funk because people gonna see that you faking the funk. Like that that dude is whack. What's he talking about? Oh boy. Oh, anyway. But anyway, in real life, I laugh at myself too, right? I don't just do this on the show. No, I laugh at myself all the time. I can entertain myself. So, but no, thank you so much for that comment. I appreciate that. So, once again, be intentional, make decisions, and take action on what's important to you. Be you. And number three, be represented because your representation matters. Okay. Okay. Let's see. What do I do? Somebody. People always want to know, okay, back up, back up, back up, back up. I'm sorry. People want to know, you know, what do you do? I mean, who is this Russell of hotels? What the heck is he? Who is he? What does he do? Uh, is he a hotel? Because I get this all the time. Oh, uh, I get emails and, and um, messages on LinkedIn all the time. Hey, I got this product for your hotel. I don't have a hotel. Yes, you are. You're Russell, Hot- Russell Hotels, right? No, I'm Russell of hotels. Oh, so, yeah, I get that all the time. And the funny thing, I get people from, they can be in another country, they, in Europe specifically. I don't know why Europe, they always think, because I think, and I looked it up, there's hotels called the Russell, the Russell Hotels that are in Europe, right? So they think I'm part of that, that group. And I say, well, no, I'm not. I'm a, 
I'm Russell of hotels. I'm a hotel consultant. I do everything hotel, but no, I'm not. I don't own any hotels at this point. So, okay, back to what I do. Okay, always make sure that people know who you are, what you do, and how you can help. Okay, so I just had to set that up. So, um, So I'm the brand who helps your brand. And what do I do and how I can help you? Hospitality personality, content creator, hotel sales trainer for general managers, and I do hotel site selection. So I'll, I'll break a couple of those down for you, right? I'll break a couple of those down for you. So the first and foremost, hotel site selection. Okay, so I do hotel site selection, right? So I assist companies and organizations with finding that right hotel for their meeting, their retreat, their convention, their conference. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the size. Ten rooms or more is considered a group. So it has to be at least ten rooms for me to assist them. Ten rooms on a peak night, not ten rooms total. Like they're going, you know, for ten days and it's going to be one room a night. No, ten rooms on that one uh, one peak day. So it can go like, you know, five, 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 ten, five, five, five. You know what I mean? So on a peak night, it's ten rooms, right? So that's what I mean by that. Um, but I've done from 10 rooms on the low end to 650 on the highest end. But I don't think it matters. I mean, just add another zero at the end or another number at the beginning. It doesn't matter. You still got to do the work. I still got to, you know, put RFP out, an RFP out and send it to my hotel partners or my CVB partners, Convention and Visitors Bureau partners. And then they respond back to me and then I share all this information with my clients. Right. So that's basically in a nutshell. And then when it comes down they're they're ready to you know go to a contract stage. Uh, I request a contract from the hotel partner, and we go through the contract together. Meaning my client and um, myself, we go through it to make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Because a lot of times, I'm not saying a lot of times, but there's some things in in hotel contracts that don't apply to every group. Do you know that? Right? There's some things. There's some wording that does not apply to every group. Um, I'll just use a quick example, porterage fee. Okay. A porterage fee does not, is, is not for every group. Okay. It's not for a corporate group. A porterage fee is with, be for a tour and travel group. They're coming, they're traveling internationally and they have a lot of bags or big bags or whatever. So what they do is they put everything on the bus. And when it gets to their, like, say it gets to your hotel, the bailmen are in charge of taking that off, loading it on their carts and delivering it, um, uh, per the room numbers to their room, right? And then they do the same thing when they check out. So the people just, the, the guests just put the, their baggage outside the door and the bellman come in and pick it up and deliver it back down to the bus, right? That's porterage. That's called a porterage fee. So normally it's an in and out fee. It's a round trip fee. It could be, I don't know, $8 in, $8 out. So that's $16 total. Okay, I'm just using that as an example, right? That's a porterage fee. Well, that doesn't apply to every group. But I've gone through contracts before for people. There's a corporate group and it had a porter's fee in there. And I and I and I brought it to the attention of the the um, my client. And this wasn't my group. Right. The client just see this is the things that I do for people. Right. Um, a good client. Right. So this I had nothing to do with booking this particular group for this particular um, client. But she asked me to look through her contract. I said, yeah, of course I will. And the first thing that stuck out was this porter's fee. So I said, hey, do you know, do you normally, you know, have a porterage fee? She goes, what? She said, what is a porterage fee? So I explained, just like I explained to you what a porterage fee was. She goes, no, that wasn't part of the conversation. I didn't mention that. Well, I had, I said, okay, this is something you have to take out. So I highlighted it, sent it back to her. She sent it back. And the, and the, um, the hotel took it off because they probably didn't even know it was in there. This is the thing, right? A lot of hotels, and I'm going to say a lot because a lot of them do, they use a boilerplate contract, meaning doesn't matter what the, the group is, they'll use the same contract. And most of the times they will go through and take things out that don't apply there. But in this case, they didn't do that. They just left it in there. They probably sent it in as is. They just changed the name on it and they just send it out. But if she had signed, if my client had signed that contract, she would have been responsible for, and it was about $2,500 extra, okay, in portage fees. $2,500 extra. 
that, you know, took me a couple minutes to go through and see that. I'm like, oh, no, that shouldn't be there. So I highlighted and sent it back to her. So those are things that, you know, a hotel site selection will do. Those are some of the services they provide to their clients, right? They look through the contracts, make sure things that are things that should apply should apply to that particular group. Because everything, every every addendum, every term, every whatever does not apply to every group. Okay, so just to remember that. See, I'm just throwing out some, just give them some info today. Just give them some info today. Who's your best advocate? I always ask this question, and, you know, normally I think I'm 100% right. Uh, I always get it right, right? But um, some people, you know, they they like, I don't know. I I didn't think he was going to ask me these questions. But who's your best advocate? (laughs) You are. You are your best advocate, your best brand advocate. If you if if you're not the biggest cheerleader for your 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 brand, no, there's no one else going to be. If you're not excited about what you do, no one else is going to be. Okay, if I'm not excited about on air with Russell of hotels, no one else is going to be. Okay, so it starts with you. Okay, it all everything starts with you, right? Everything starts with you. Um, I mean, you started the business, right? Or well, I started the business. I just created this brand. You know, this Russell of Hotels brand, some 2017, I created it. And people are like, well, what is Russell of Hotels? What does that mean? You know, blah, 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 blah. I I heard it all, right? But as you started getting excited about it and talking about it, then they see the energy like, oh, okay. This is okay. This is what you do. Okay. All right. I'm getting into it now. And that's what you want. You want people to be just as excited as you are about your brand, right? But if you're not, why should you expect someone else to be excited about it? I mean, I talk about it all the time because I do lives. I do lives. I post. Um, I may not be saying, oh, Russell full tales, but you'll see the you'll see it, you know, on my postings. Most most of my postings will end with a logo. Russell of hotels. That's just that's just it. Right. I create a lot of content. This is creating content. Right. So if you're not excited about what you do about who you work for, who you represent, no one else is going to be. So it doesn't have to be your own brand. But remember this, remember this, the brand starts with you. See, that that just went over someone's head. Like, what do you mean the brand starts with me? What does that mean? Because people, especially if you're a salesperson, right? Who do people buy? It doesn't matter what the sign is on the building or the sign that, you know, on your business card um, just providing you work for somebody else. It doesn't matter. Let's just use hotels as an example. It doesn't matter what signs on the building. It can be the big red M. It doesn't matter because people are going to buy you because they know you. They don't know the sign. You know, they don't know anyone at that, the, the, the M company or the M family. They don't, they don't know them. They know you. So you have to put on the, you have to be excited about your brand. So you have to be excited about yourself and what you do. You may represent that brand, and that's fine. That's great. But people are going to buy you before they even get to that. Okay. You, you don't think so? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. There's always going to be somebody. Ah, I don't believe that. They ever got to buy the M first or the H before they buy me. No, 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 no. I've had people follow me from hotel to hotel. I had this one, uh, two, two or three clients that no matter where I went, they were, you know, as long as it stayed in LA, right? They said, where are you going? Where are you going now? I'm going to this hotel now. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm, I still have, I still want to stay where, where you're staying or where you work. Okay. That's fine. So they would follow me around. They follow me and they, w- I went to different brands. It didn't matter. The brand, they, the brand didn't matter was me. So remember that. Okay. If you have a good relationship with people, people will follow you for the, well, hopefully for the most part that that didn't happen when I, when I left to start my own Russell hotels <laughs> meeting planning company, that didn't happen then. Right. But, uh, and people probably, Oh yeah. Oh, we need those services. Oh yeah. We'll follow you. Just let us know when you're ready and you know, give us a call. You give them a call and they're like, uh, you know, well, uh, not at this time. You know, that kind of thing. Right. I experienced all that, too. Right. It wasn't always, you know, peaches and cream, hunky dory. It wasn't all that. Right. Um, and that's when you know that maybe I do. I didn't do a good enough job of, of you know, getting my name out there, getting my brand out there or whatever it was. 
Um, but you know, you, you may, you have to do a lot of soul searching when that happens, right? You know, these people say they're going to follow you wherever you go, but then, you know, when they, when I put my own shingle out there, then they're like, uh, well, mm, ah, ah, ah. that stuff happens. It happens. Right. But that just means you got to work harder. Okay. That's all that means. Right. That doesn't mean it's nothing, something now impossible. No, it just means you got to work harder. And that's okay. And that's part of life, right? Definitely part of life in the business world. Okay. So there you go. Uh, So knowing who your best advocate is always important. And that's always going to be you. Okay. You are your best advocate. You're your best cheerleader. You know, rah, rah, rah. You know, that's you. Okay. Don't expect someone else to do cartwheels for you. Okay. No, you got to do your own cartwheels in that. And then they see how excited you are. Then what are they going to do? Oh, shoot. If he's excited, then it must be the place to be. It must be the, you know, the, the, the person to help me with my meeting planning or my hotel site selection. Or they need to create some content for me because I'm, he's excited about what he's doing for his, his own brand. And I see him doing for some other brands. That's the person that I want. So those are reasons why I do what I do. Right. I post a lot. I, I do this show on air with Russell of Hotels every Tuesday. But in the meantime, I couldn't just do this show. Every Tuesday, expect people to know who I am. People still don't know who I am, right? So that's why I continuously post things because it's not for the people that know who I am. It's for the people that don't know who I am. Remember that. That's what social media is about, right? People, you know, you know, we post social media. We do, you know, post one time or infrequently, right? And we expect people to catch on. No, people can't catch on just seeing it every now and then. People catch on on a consistent basis, Okay, just continuously do it over and over again. It's part of it should be part of your marketing plan, right? It's it's marketing, it's branding, it's selling, it's all those things. Okay, so just continue to do them. You can't do it one time. Expect to get things. That's like going like um, I'm going to a trade show. I'm a hotel salesperson. I'm going to one trade show, and I'm never going to call those people again that I met with again in my life. And what you think, what do you think you're going to get from that? You got a vacation is what you got. <laughs> That's it. You get any business, but you got a vacation because you, you know, you went to this show and you met some people, you had some food, some drinks, whatever, but you didn't follow up with anybody. You know, you expected stuff just to come in. No, you got to constantly contact those people, email those people, maybe attend other trade shows too. I mean, it's just a constant thing. It's a constant grind. Nothing's easy. We just got to work for it. Nothing's hard either. I mean, it's hard if you don't work, if you don't do it, you don't get that grind on. So I'm on a roll today, people. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Okay, well, I got a couple of things to keep your brand relevant or um, increase your social media. You know, let me see what is going on here. Oh, okay. And move now. Okay. How do I increase my social media engagement or how do you increase it? (coughs) Excuse me. Consistency is the key, right? I mentioned that you got to be consistent. You can't just do it one time and think, oh, my God, you know, I'm getting all this business. That don't work. OK, it went viral. No, I didn't. Uh-uh. You no, know, no. You got to constantly do it. OK, be consistent. Next one. Add value. Make sure you add value to your social media engagement. You make sure people, you know, want to hear what you have to say. Right. So I'm talking about hotel stuff. There's just people that want to hear that stuff. Right. Um, I mean, it's good. It, I can see some of the comments and so a couple of people are interested. So all you got to do is reach one person. Excuse me one second. I need to just take a drink of water. Thank you. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, and it's okay to drink water while you're doing these shows. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm real. just like anybody else. Right. I get choked up too. Right. I get a little cough, a little tickle in my throat. So it's okay to take a drink of water. Okay. It's all right. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that because <laughs> I maybe I was feeling guilty. Maybe somebody was like, why is he drinking water right now? Well, I'm doing that. No, I, I do that for the because this is a podcast, too. Right. So when when this is over. I take the audio version and upload it to a podcast platform so those people can't see me. Right. So I have to mention that <clears throat> that I took a drink of water because, you know, if there's a gap in, you know, when I'm talking, I stop and then I pick it back up. They don't know what that is. So that's why. So those are things that I learned by doing this. Okay. So there you go. So consistency, add value, make sure you're adding value. Even if you just reach one person, it's okay. You're reaching in one person and it is adding 
value to that particular person. That is good. That's what we want. Um, let me just move this thing over here. This thing is really ticking me off. It's ticking me off. Okay. And then the third one, it goes back to being authentic. Be you, right? Be your authentic self. Don't try to be fake. Uh, people will be able to see right through it. I already said that. I already beat that horse to death. So I don't need to keep beating that one. So you understand that. Okay. So what do I use? So now that you know those three things, what do you use? What kind of tools do you use, Russell? Well, I use reels. Okay. There's a IG reels, Instagram. I use YouTube shorts, meaning YouTube. That's the, that's the answer. That's the equivalent. Reels, shorts, and TikTok are kind of equivalent. Okay. So different platforms, but they are supposed to do the same things. They're supposed to reach more people. Okay. If you're on TikTok and you're doing the TikTok videos or whatever, you're going to reach a certain amount of people. If you do reels on Instagram, same thing. If you do shorts on YouTube, kind of the same thing, right? It's different than a regular posting. Okay. So just FYI there. So I use reels. I use shorts. I do lives, right? So um, reels on Instagram, Reels are made to reach people that don't follow you. Okay. So if I post things on Instagram, I do a reel right now. If I did just a regular posting, I I'm just going to reach the people that already follow me or that I'm connected to. But if I do reels, I have the um, opportunity to reach more people, right? More people that don't follow me at all. Because do you ever, like if, you know, or I went viral. Well, if you go viral, well, that term, you know, people use that term. Say you reach, say I only have 1,500 people on Instagram to follow me. And I reach, you know, 6,000 people with one, with one real posting. Well, most of those people came that didn't follow me. Most of those people, you know, made comments or engaged with me. They didn't even follow me, right? So that's a way of getting more followers. But you have to reach you know, those people. So doing reels, you reach people outside of your, you know, the people that already roll with you or rock with you or whatever, or follow you. Let's just use that. Shorts do the same thing. Okay. But that's on YouTube. And then lives, lives for the most part are for the people that already follow you now. Right. But the thing of it is you want people to share, share your lives. Or if you're doing a live, you always want to make sure, Hey, can you share this with other people? And there's a tool on Instagram where you can just, it's like a down arrow or something like that. Click on that. You can click on people that you want to notify that like, I'm going live, right? So we always want to make sure you ask people to share the content. So just like here, I want you to go subscribe to, to YouTube, right? To subscribe to YouTube and let people know and then share my information. That way other people it will hit other people and then they'll share and then so on and so on and so on. That's how you're able to grow. If you're, you know, if people share your information or share your content. So there you go. Just a little information who is hiring and non-meat eats. Okay. So I mentioned earlier about the non-meat eats, right? You guys know, I don't eat meat, right? I don't eat meat. I eat a lot of vegetables. And, but this, like I said, this weekend I was barbecuing the, the Beyond Burgers and dogs and, and veggies, right? So that's what I did. Okay, so that's the food part of it, right? That's the non-meat eats. That's what I call, you know, vegan. I'm, I'm a, I have a vegan lifestyle. People think vegan. You know what? I had this conversation. Did I tell you guys this? And this is a side thing, right? And I think I'm almost out of time, but this, I got a side question. I just got a side comment, right? Somebody, because I'm, I'm a big dude. I'm not a, I'm not a small guy, right? I'm like 210 pounds, about 6'1", about 210, right? Okay, somewhere around there, 210, 215. It fluctuates, right? Well, I had someone tell me the other day, well, two people actually told me this. And when I told them I was a vegan, right, they say, you're a vegan? You, you seem too big to be a vegan. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because, and he, he points to my, um, my, my niece's boyfriend, who's this skinny guy, right? He's small, right? And he goes, I would think a vegan looks like that. And I said, I didn't say this, but um, I just, I was, it was funny to me. I, I laughed. But this is the thing. And I'm starting to tell people this. Being a vegan, having a vegan lifestyle is not a diet, you know what I mean? Because people, you know, think that, okay, I, I, I become this, I'm going to lose all this weight. Okay, that's not the case. That's not always the case, right? 
If you're cut, if I'm still eating bread, you know, carbs and stuff like that, well, I'm still going to carry a certain amount of weight. Right. So I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm not just eating 100 percent salads. I've never done that. Right. Even when I was eating meat, I didn't just go, you know, straight 100 percent salads. If I did that, then, of course, yeah, all my weight would come out and I would didn't you think I was, something was wrong with me. Right. So being having a vegan diet, I mean, having a vegan lifestyle is not like a diet. OK, that's just you just choose to for whatever reason might happen to be for health reasons. Right. Uh, some people do it for religious. Some people do it because they love animals. OK, for whatever the reason is, whatever. That's cool. I ain't got a problem with all that. But just remember Vegans come in different shapes and sizes, okay? That's all I wanted to say. Oh, man, that was funny, though. But it, I got a chuckle out of that when, I, when he said that. Dylan says, there are pro athletes who are vegan. Yes, that's silly. It is silly. Yeah, there's um, Tennessee Titans. There's there's like five to seven guys that are on that team. They were all 100% had a 100% vegan diet. And they play football, okay? And they weren't small dudes. Okay, so so there you go. But yeah, I thought that was funny though. Yeah, I got a chuckle out of it. So okay, who's hiring? Real quick, real quick, who's hiring? Where is it? Did I not put it on here? I know I did. Oh, okay. Here we are. Here we are. Over oh, quite a few people. Okay, remember I mentioned, you know. Oh, I'm just gonna say this, and you're gonna see what I'm talking about. Okay, who's hiring? The Biltmore Downtown LA looking for. Director of group sales, they're looking for a revenue analyst, they're looking for a reservation manager, they're looking for a banquet operations manager. Okay, so all those positions are at the Biltmore Downtown LA. Director of group sales, revenue analyst, reservations manager, and banquets operations manager. So those are all positions that are open at the Biltmore Hotel downtown Los Angeles. Also, who's looking hotel per L.A.? I call it Perla. I don't know, but I think it's per L.A. Hotel per L.A. They're looking for a director of people and culture. Okay, all right. I like that. They're also looking for a director of marketing. Okay, that position has been open for a minute. And then the Courtyard Marriott Monterey Park, they're looking for a director of sales and marketing. Okay. And if you're ever interested in those uh, like CVB or DMO uh, positions, Go to searchwide.com, searchwide.com. That's where a lot of those positions are. Not a lot of entry-level positions, though, but you'll get, you know, VP, CEO, of, uh, and then, you know, like national group sales managers, things like that. You'll get those type of positions um, that are open, that are available. Not all in California. They'll be throughout the, the nation. Okay, so searchwide.com for CVB, which stands for Convention and Visitors Bureau, or DMO, stands for Destination Marketing Organizations. So those are the tourist arms of a city or a destination, just in case you did not know what that was. So there you go. Let's see. Three piece. So we're almost done here. We're almost done here. So be patient for a couple of seconds. Okay, three P's. These are ROH's three P's. ROH stands for Russell of Hotels. Purpose, passion, perseverance. Purpose, know why you're doing what you do. I know I do what I do. I know I do this show, right? Uh, I want people to know what's going on in the industry. I want to give people who want to come on the show, give them a platform to talk about how they got in the industry because you, you never know who's coming behind you, right? Or who's interested in that position or who may just, they may see you like, oh, shoot, that sounds interesting. Maybe I, I want to try that. You know what I mean? So you never know who's coming behind you. So the purpose of the show is to have people come on, talk about how they got in, know two people got in the industry alike, how they got in, what they're doing now, maybe some pitfalls, some advice they can give. That's what it's all about, right? And and also to talk about the industry and what's going on, what's new, what's old, um, you know, guest services, guest security, all those kind of things. I talk about everything. I don't shy away from any topics or anything, right? So there you go. Um, passion, either you have it or you don't. If you don't have passion for what you do, you know what you should do? Do something else, okay? Stop that and do something else, right? You got to have passion for what you do. And three, perseverance. Be consistent. Continue to evolve. 
Don't give up and swerve when you need to. Now, here on Air with Russell Oak Hotels, we don't pivot, we swerve, okay? So that's the difference, right? So I use the, I, I use the, 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 um, the S word for the P word, okay? Because I think that P word was just overused, oversaturated. Oh, I had to pivot. Well, to me, the definition of swerving is I see some, something in the horizon, and before I get there, I swerve around it. I don't go into it, and then I, now I'm stuck, right? Pivoting, you're already in it, and you're just trying to, well, where'd I go from here? Where'd I go? Oh, I had to pivot here. No, we swerve here, okay? So that's the difference. That's my definition of swerve, uh, swerving versus pivoting, okay? Only Russell Fotels would come up with some stuff like that. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Oh, man. And last but certainly not least, I always want to, you know, thank my sponsors, uh, StayingLevel.com, The Level Hotel. Uh, just one quick little promo that you can see. Use that ROH 23. That's The Level Hotel, downtown L.A., South Olive. It's on 9th and Olive Street, Okay. There you go. And for people that want to reach out to me, please feel free. Follow me on LinkedIn. Follow me on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel on, on, on YouTube. Just hit the little subscribe button. Bing. And every time you get a note, every time I go live, you get a notification. You get that bing. You be like, oh, shoot, Russell, let me just listen to what this dude is talking about today. Okay, again. Uh, and then if you want to reach out... <laughs> You can DM me on all social media platforms or message me, whatever. I'm there. I'm accessible. If anyone ever said that, oh, I tried to get a hold of you and I, I didn't get a hold of you. No, you're lying because I give you every way to get a hold of me. OK, now, if you're somebody that's trying to sell me on LinkedIn, which I've been getting a lot of these things on LinkedIn, right? Just people just trying to sell you on certain things, not even introducing themselves. Just like, uh, do you have a minute for this so I can explain this and that? I delete those people. I do. It's not good. Okay. So, so make sure at least introduce me, introduce yourself to me before we go into this. You know, you're trying to sell me on something or call me. You got 15 minutes, you know, anytime they say you got 15 minutes, 15 minutes for what? What, what do you mean? You t- going to take me to lunch? It's going to take me longer than 15 minutes to eat. So anyway, no, <laughs> anyway, so Feel free to reach out to me. Thanks again for for joining me here. Remember my lives. I'm here. I'm accessible. Have a great day. Have a great week. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time. Try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.